Hey, Stephen, welcome in to the David O. Gray Show. How you doing? Great. Thanks for having me. It's so much. Uh, it's so great to reconnect with you, David. It's been a long time since we last chatted. Absolutely. Yeah, it's been a number of years. So I was excited to see you over at LifeSite News. What are you doing over there, Stephen? So right now I'm the content marketing manager. I've been here almost four years now, and I've been doing a lot of different things. Uh, I went to the Rome March for Life a couple years ago. I've been covering a whole bunch of things going on, the election, uh, and writing a whole lot about what we'll talk about today, big tech censorship. So uh, a whole bunch of things. Yeah, yeah. Um, so again, we're talking with Stephen Cox, who's the content marketing manager at LifeSite News, and we're here talking about the deep tech um, and deep state. So, um, you know, Stephen, great conversations, I think, begin with having good definitions of things so we can sort of agree and understand where we're talking about and where we're headed. Welcome on to the David O. Gray Show, Voicing Truth and Reason. So what is, what's a good working definition of deplatforming? Well, deplatforming is essentially what um, was under President Trump in short. Um, it's an effort done by either various social media platforms or uh, in uh, many cases in the last couple of weeks, in the last week or two, uh, corporations and businesses uh, which are basically erasing people's presence from online, uh, from being able to go online and to express their views, uh, as well as uh, what's really happening now um, to a lot of Trump supporters is, is disallowing them from engaging in, in basic commerce. Uh, what we have saw over the last week or so is, is, is really uh, a very dangerous thing. Uh, we've seen Twitter ban the president, uh, social media, Facebook uh, banned the president as well. Other supporters of President Trump have been uh, deplatformed uh, as well. So basically, it's a taking away of your uh, right to free speech uh, and your constitutional liberties. Yeah, and some people will push back against that, Stephen, and saying, well, Facebook and Twitter and these places, um, they're private companies, so we don't our, our rights to free speech don't exist there. Well, I mean, uh, these companies... Uh, have been proven to have basically a shared monopoly of what millions of, of people, not just in the United States, but across the world, literally billions of people are seeing. I mean, most everyone goes on Google and puts something in the search engine. Google has the power to decide what you see, uh, what the results are, and, and, and to, to preference certain news outlets. So, so really what these, these companies are doing, it's not really a free market competition, I would say. It's really a sort of shared monopoly that um, really controls the flow of information for millions and billions of people across the world. So uh, this idea that, oh, it's just, you know, we can start our own companies to kind of compete with that uh, really is, is nonsense. Because what we saw over the last week is alternative platforms, um, Gab being one, uh, and others, Parler, uh, really try to get a foothold in this market. And what happened to them? Parler was, was kicked off uh, by Amazon, its servers. And, you know, other people in the mainstream media are saying, you know, we have to go after these other um, platforms as well. Telegram is one that we, we at LifeSite are on. And, and they're making up all these claims that, well, having these platforms, having these companies allow uh, free speech on their platforms, really it's just a breeding ground for insurrection and um, far-right radicals, uh, domestic terrorists. So there's really no competition in this market. These are very dangerous uh, monopolies. And people like uh, 
the owner of Twitter, Jack, and uh, Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook. Uh, these are oligarchs really controlling the flow of, 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 of free speech in this country, and they are clamping down on people who, who preach not just conservatism, but really the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm. Yeah, and I appreciate that article that you wrote over LifeSite News. If you guys want to check it out, just hop over onto LifeSite News. You can just type in um, Stephen Names as S T E E S T E P H E N Cox. That's K O K X. Just type that in. You can find all the articles that he's written over there. In fact, just type that in to the Google, and you can see everything that, that Stephen's been involved with. So, yeah, very Im- impressive <clears throat> essay that you wrote over there, um, Stephen. I-, I like what you said there about the 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 um, essentially the this the secret monopoly that they they form here and and you know the pushback that i was talking about people say oh you know well you know free speech doesn't apply there but these i mean would you agree that these companies have created something that is like a utility in a sense i mean in a way that people need need water or electric um these the social media platforms have had they have become the way that people communicate it's what how we communicate so therefore in a sense they almost function as a utility and we if that is the case then isn't access to these major venues some sort of um right in a sense that american citizens will have well you're absolutely right to say that technology social media the internet really is ubiquitous in our day and age Uh, it's difficult to run a business, it's difficult to stay in touch with people, uh, it's difficult to, to really do much of anything in our country without uh, an email address, a uh, Facebook page, you know, it, it, it's hard. And so given that it's so crucial to the functioning of our economy, to the functioning of our democracy, or to our, our, our republic, um, it, it really does confirm what you, what you said. It, it is sort of a utility. There's different ways that you know, I think conservatives and free speech advocates and Christians generally have, have tried to approach this issue. Some have said, well, if it's a utility, then we need to regulate it, right? We need to have a bipartisan uh, committee in Congress making sure uh, it, uh, censorship on these platforms is not just, you know, against one side. There's others who are saying, let's, you know, focus on Section 230. Uh, let's look at whether or not these uh, mega corporations are publishers uh, or not, and if they're to be held accountable. Uh, so yeah, it is really uh, kind of, it, it, it is where we're at as a nation that um, you you really have to kind of be plugged in in a sense. Now, I, I think generally Christians should unplug uh, as best they can. Um, it, it, too much technology is definitely, I think, bad for our soul. Uh, in moderation, it's good. Uh, but but overall, um, it's it's so entwined into who we are as uh, people in, in, in the modern age, uh, and I don't think there's a way back, going back, uh, and we have to do something about it, for sure. Yeah. And we're here on the David O. Gray Show, Voice and Truth and Reason, with Mr. Stephen Cox, who's a content marketing manager over at LifeSite News, talking about an article that he wrote called Big Tech and the Deep State Have Teamed Up to um, Create a Quasi-Communist Order in the United States. Why wasn't, you know, back a few years ago, um, Stephen, we noticed maybe back in 2018, I think it was, we noticed that really I think the, the uh, YouTube really drew first blood in an instance. And, and maybe 
I don't know. I'd like to hear from your thoughts on this. Maybe we didn't take it too seriously because even conservatives were just kind of like, ah, maybe those guys, maybe they need to go, right? Because when we saw we saw Louis Farrakhan being deplatformed, as you say, mm -hmm. he's taken off the YouTube platform, had his videos deleted. Um, I even had one video on on my YouTube channel, sort of just kind of kind of poking fun or being critical of something that Louis Farrakhan, a leader of the nation Islam, had said. But they even they just they took that they deleted that video um mm -hmm. off my, my my youtube and also alex jones right you remember alex jones maybe some years ago they they got rid of his his channel mm -hmm. when that happened you think we were were we not really paying attention to where this this could go well there's something called the salami effect right it, it, it's an odd name but it, it speaks to what has happened on these platforms over the last four or five years. Um, really what it does, they, typically what will happen is that there'll be one or two individuals who um, the powers that be uh, will decide it is too extreme. And they'll either kick them off or they'll make them a pariah or bring them up every time something happens and force you know, mainstream people to disassociate with them. And so then we've cleansed the so-called far right or far left from the Overton window. What's, what's being acceptable as common decency and public dialogue, right? And then what happens is the Overton window narrows. And new people, uh, who may be not as extreme, uh, become the so-called far right and the far left. And in my opinion, it's happening much more on the, on the quote-unquote far right. And we have been seeing a shaving off uh, of those on the right much, much quicker than those on the left in, in recent years. And whenever this tends to happen, as you mentioned correctly, we should we should have had our antennas up much earlier. We should have had our radar on and been been trying to uh, maneuver and prepare for what has happened um, with the banning of President Trump. Because now what's happened is that they've censored and banned the most powerful person on the planet in the Western world, right? Most powerful politician in Western uh, free world. And if they can do that to him, President Trump. They can do that to everybody else who might support him. I think that's what's really going on. You're seeing a lot of others being deplatformed. You're seeing a lot of others being denied their basic uh, rights to engage in, in, in the economy. And that's a very dangerous thing because, again, if they can do it to President Trump, they can do it to me, they can do it to you, David, they, and they can do it to anybody else. So absolutely, this is, this is something that's happening. It's only going to get worse, I think. Yeah, let's talk some, um, talk some more about that. Um, you know, over on, on, on Facebook, I don't think I've, I've really been, my, my YouTube channel hasn't really been affected that much. Um, There's this video I have of Joe Biden, and even bef before the election, it's like up to like a million views. And then shortly before the election, they sort of suppressed it, right? Where it wasn't getting, it wasn't getting, um, you know, mentions or it wasn't getting recommended. And so it's mm -hmm. funny, Stephen, like maybe, maybe, what was it right after the was January 6th when they had this the certification um, right after that, the video started getting recommended again. It started getting back to like mm -hmm. 20,000 views a day. So mm -hmm. it, it's not an accident. Even on, on Facebook, I got a message from Facebook saying that they were um, reducing my distribution. So they reduced it by 80%. You know, usually my posts, just an average post would get like a, a thousand impressions or views, as they say on Facebook, but now it's down to like 200. So, uh, so 
why why so why should why should Catholics be concerned about this? Can you talk a little more about that? Yeah, well well firstly, you know, the big tech engages in a number of different um things to to limit um your influence. Sometimes they'll do shadow banning. In other words, they'll make sure that the algorithm is set where your video or your tweet or your Facebook post won't reach as many followers. Okay, that's one step. We at LifeSite over the last two or three months up to the election, we're getting um, strikes. So Facebook was saying some of our posts about the COVID-19 virus was, was actual fake news. Okay, so that's another way they can do it. They can say fact checkers challenged your claim and we found them convincing and you are promoting fake news. So we're going to strike your account and if you get too many strikes, they're going to be deplatformed and your uh, account canceled essentially. So they can do that. Um, they can do a number of other things behind the scenes that a lot of people really don't know about. There was a, a whistleblower who came forward I think about a year and a half ago, um, maybe actually less than that, um, his name is Eric Cochran. He spoke with us during um, an investigation we did called Big Tech uh, Uncensored versus uh, Free Speech. Uh, Un Uncensored Big Tech versus Free Speech was the title of it. And Eric Cochran was a, a whistleblower at Pinterest. And he uh, came forward and, and said Pinterest behind the scenes was using an algorithm to censor pro-life messages uh, as well as Bible verses on their oh. platform. And they did that wow. by actually labeling uh, the post uh, a pornographic uh, post. When, it, when in, in actuality, it was nothing more than like a Mother Teresa saying or, you know, uh, other inspirational quotes and things about abortion. And so these companies have a lot of ways to do this behind the scenes. And we definitely should be concerned as Catholics who are called to preach the truth uh, to all corners of the earth in season and out that uh, this is going on because we can't just you know abandon social media I don't think that's the answer uh, we can't just give up on Facebook and Twitter and and just say forget it we're going to gab and, and parlor and me we I think it's an all the above approach David I think we have to definitely stay engaged as much as we can we can't cower in fear uh, and and you know if someone's going to cancel us then they cancel us, right? I mean, we have to go down swinging. We have to go down uh, like Christ did, who to the end preached the truth and was killed for it. I mean, you know, so we, we have to stay engaged in these battles uh, and make sure the truth is heard and, and, and take, again, as many um, uh, political uh, positions and, and work within the system as best as we can uh, because there, there really is no other option. Yeah, we're talking with Stephen Cox from LifeSite News. Um, he's a content marketing manager over there. We're talking about the deep state. There's our article about the deep state and big tech, how they teamed up to suppress Catholics and conservatives and drive us out of the social space. Um, if you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can um, tweet at me at hashtag DLG on GRN. as DLG on GRN. Also, you can call in at 877-757-9424. That's 877-757-9424. Um, Stephen, we've got a, a couple more minutes before the break. When we come back from the break, I want to talk more in, in detail about what is communism and how how these um, how these groups have teamed up to usher sort of in a communist state. Before to go to the break, though, I kind of want to get your thoughts about about today. 
What are some of your thoughts about the new um, executive branch that, that is coming in? Well, um, I mean, I do think this was a stolen election. I do think there was a coup that happened. Uh, President Trump um, was right to, to, to say what he said for the last several months. Um, and uh, what we're seeing now is a total silencing of him and a breaking up of his political movement. I thought it was uh, really shameful by a lot of Republicans to, to go along and vote with the impeachment. Um, I don't think that was right of them. I, th I think that was a calculated move by the left to really destroy the MAGA movement, President Trump's movement. And what we're seeing now with, with Joe Biden, uh, you know, he's calling for unity. He's calling for um, us to come together. He threw a, a couple quotes in about um, that in his inauguration speech today. But, you know, it, it, the left has been dividing this country for the last four years. They're the ones who have been actually promoting, um, you know, violence in the streets, saying punch uh, and do violence to conservatives and, and those who support the president. And it's not just the last three, four years. The left has been doing this for decades. They've been uh, destroying our cultural values and traditions and really undermining uh, young people with, with you know, Marxist education. So what I'm seeing today by President Biden, you know, it's a nice message. Obviously, it'd be nice to come together. But what, what, what did the left do for the last not even just 44 years with President Trump? try to undermine him and get him out under this totally bogus claim of uh, Russia hoax, collusion, you know, uh, for the last 40 years. Though. So it's a nice message, right? Let's pray for our president. Let's pray he becomes a good Catholic because uh, he has a soul, too, that will be judged. Uh, but, you know, let's um, see what um, if these words are backed up by any actions. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm very interested in that myself because, you know, it seems to be the case when 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 that political party when they when they talk about unity when they talk about coming together it's it's never any sort of a compromise it's always their way or a highway um and so and, and we see some of the things that that are that are going on already we need we see that the type of you know he, he appointed uh, a person to, to be the assistant health and human services secretary that's a, mm -hmm. a biological male that was um, that but it identifies as, as, as a female who was giving um, instructions about how to have a safe orgy during a pandemic. We saw that. We saw executive actions, executive orders that are coming down the pike right now talking about uh, boys being able, um, people, transgenders being able to use whatever bathroom they want to and seeing things that affect sports and things like that. So it looks like um, more of the same um, that we saw during the Obama administration, right? Oh, absolutely. And and President Biden ran on the fact that he's going to be uh, the first pro, you know, first LGBT president. I mean, he himself officiated a so-called gay marriage. He, he plans to implement the uh, LGBT Equality Act, which is going to very much threaten the religious liberty of uh, Catholic schools to teach the truth about human sexuality. He's promised to go back to Obamacare and force the little sisters of the poor to go back into the courts. And um, he wants them to provide abortifacients to their employees. And, you know, so he, so he's definitely sold his soul to the left for, for, um, for everything here. And, and him and Kamala Harris are going to be, uh, as they've shown themselves over the last several years, um, far left extremists um, who pander to 
the radical left, the the, the LGBT crowd. Uh, I mean, I mean you, I'm sure you remember her uh, grilling a Knights of Columbus member who was yeah. going to be appointed to a judgeship under President uh, Trump, and you know she she had the same sort of attitude for others as well who were uh, before her in the Senate. So I don't expect them to find any so-called unity or common ground with us. As you mentioned, they're, they're on the far left, they're committed, and uh, they, I don't think, are going to slow down. Uh, it's only going to think it worse. Yeah. And so we will, um, we, we will see where this heads. Um, and we'll talk more about this with Stephen Cox from Lifeside News right after the break. This is David O'Gray's show, Voicing Truth and Reason. Welcome back in to the David L. Gray Show, Voicing Truth and Reason on Guadalupe Radio Network. So glad to have you back in um, to be part of this show. Um, if you'd like to call in, the number is 877-757-9424. That's 877-757-9424. Or you can hashtag me on the Twitters at DLG on GRN. That's DLG on GRN. I'm talking with Mr. Stephen Cox, who works at LifeSite News. He wrote a very interesting essay not long ago about how the big tech and deep state have teamed up to create a communist order in the United States um, to do what, what communists do, right? Um, uh, Stephen, what's, what's, really, what's a good um, working definition for communism in the sense of, talk about what is communism and how it looks in tech, the big, with the big tech. Yeah. So for the last several centuries, really, there's been sort of two dominant economic uh, ideologies, liberalism and uh, laissez-faire economics and communism. Uh, Laissez-faire or liberal economics promotes the idea that the the individual uh, self-interest, radical uh, um, self-interest and the free market, unfettered free market, uh, is how the, the economy should be arranged. Um, the the alternative way, uh, the communist way of understanding the economy is that the collective or uh, the, uh, uh, the the means of production uh, should be controlled by essentially the state. The individual and his interests are essentially suppressed. Um, we it, it, what we're what we're seeing, I think, right now, is big tech moving towards sort of corporate authoritarianism. So I don't know if we're at the sort of communist uh, uh, situation just yet, because communism does presuppose sort of erasing of private property. In other words, the state controls pretty much all property, and the individual is a cog in the economic wheel. Uh, I think right now what we're seeing in big tech, as well as throughout the economy, is the introduction of... um, communist tendencies, uh, as well as a uh, limiting of the individual's ability to free speech and to engage uh, in commerce. What we've seen, I'm not sure if you saw these videos, uh, uh, since January 6th, um, is that corporations, airliners, uh, banks, and others are now actively seeking out individuals who were at Washington, D.C. on January 6th and disallowing them from using their services. 
Uh, so in other words, if you're a Trump supporter, if you promote borders, if you're strong on immigration, if you're someone who wants America first economic policies, these corporations are taking it upon themselves to say, no, we're not going to allow you to be an economic agent. We're taking away, in other words, your economic liberty. And that, to me, really speaks of a sort of fascist uh, emergence in this country. And it's a very dangerous one. It's not one we've been in, uh, I think, pretty much our entire history. And so a country where unaccountable trillion-dollar tech companies are allowed to really manipulate, suppress, and censor the people as well as the president. That's not a free country. That's not a, a republic or a democracy. It's really a dictatorship. And so big tech, big business, corporations, big banks uh, are, are carrying this out. Uh, and the progressive left is fine with it because they think everyone who's a Christian and, and, a, and on the right side of the political spectrum is a domestic terrorist. Okay? Uh, establishment Republicans seem to be fine with this. Uh, because, well, they get a lot of their big donations from Wall Street and big business and big tech, okay? And so there's this sort of um, uh, incestuous relationship going on with our elites, uh, as well as these big businesses, as well as the far left, who are ushering in um, this sort of authoritarian state that is really, I think, sliding into uh, a sort of communist mentality where free speech is, is being taken away. Uh, where Christians are being targeted, uh, and where uh, our constitutional liberties uh, to assemble, to speak up, to, to, to religious liberty, are really being under assault. And that, to me, bespeaks of you know 1917 Russia. That bespeaks, to me, of um, Soviet uh, domination uh, in, in, in Poland and elsewhere, right, in the middle of the 20th century. So we're really in a very dangerous territory, I think, as a country, and um, I, I, I don't, I don't want to say we shouldn't have hope, but we, we need a miracle to, to really turn this around. Yeah, that's that's, a, that's some fascinating points that you brought up. I mean, we could we could dig in really, really, really deep to there. Hey, we have um, John on the line, and John wanted to um, uh, talk about uh, the speed at which some of these things are happening, right, John? Yeah, how you doing, guys? I think that that most of the people who are aware um, who have websites and and, and so on, um, we expected something like this. But I've been kind of amazed because it just seems like in weeks that they took Trump off of Twitter, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm amazed at the speed of it. So I guess my question is, do you think this was planned? I, I, I mean, I really, I really can't get a handle on it. It's just going so fast that it's it's caught me by surprise. I didn't think it would happen so quickly and so thoroughly. Yeah, what do you Hi, think, John? Stephen? Yeah. Oh, I, I absolutely agree. I mean, big tech, the left, they've been they've been wanting to silence Trump to to, to keep him quiet since he since he ran as a candidate. I think I think everyone in the mainstream press, the establishment uh, on both sides have been trying to find ways to to really destroy Trump. And and you look back at over the last several years, uh, President Trump's rallies and supporters have been uh, extremely peaceful. There's never been anything like what happened on January 6th. And I, I think, you know, we've looked into a lot of people who are on the ground there. There's a lot of 
uh, misinformation being put out there. There's a, there's, there was a mix of some Trump supporters, but a lot of Antifa people, I think, as well. And really what it was was, I think, our burning of the Reichstag moment in the 1930s, where Hitler used the burning of the parliament building to, to clamp down the civil rights and civil liberties of, of the people. And, you know, I think the left has been waiting for something like this. It did seem to me, John, when I watched it in real time, this, this seemed to be something that was planned. And now they're using it as a springboard to, to go after everybody. And I, it's exactly what we have come to expect from the left. I mean, people who promote abortion, people who promote transgenderism, people who promote, promote gay marriage and sodomy, I don't think they have many scruples over destroying their political opponents and, and, and denying us our civil liberties. So, yeah, I agree with you. I think this has been the plan for a long time, and they, they, they found the moment when they wanted to do it on January 6th. John, do you think that it's... Um for us to say that it was that it was all planned, does it therefore follow that we have to believe that it was every part of the the plan was that was staged as far as the pandemic, as far as um, the election? Do we have to believe that every piece of the domino was put in place? What do you think, John? Well, I don't think you have to believe that every part of it was all put in place, but I feel like you know them keeping us off media i mean even i have problems on my little facebook page i i i think they're all together on that i i think they're all together on that but 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 what happened in washington if you if you put yourself in trump's shoes um after going to rally after rally subs i don't know maybe millions of people but definitely hundreds of thousands of people he's always talking and having these rallies and he's looking out on a completely peaceful crowd. And I really think he just made a mistake in Washington. I don't think that, uh, he, you know, he, he did anything wrong, actually. I do think that somebody took that over. He, he expected them all to be peaceful. That, that, that's what I think. But Yeah. So and what do you what, what would you say, Stephen, to that, that, that does every domino have to be in place? Well, I think as Catholics, we have to pray for the Holy Spirit for guidance and wisdom. And I think a lot of what we saw over the last four years, um, Trump really was sort of betrayed in a lot of different ways. And I think um, what, what John is saying is, I think, largely right. I mean, the president uh, made a lot of enemies. He wanted to bring back American jobs. He went after you know, NAFTA. He wanted to uh, attack China for, their, for, for what they were doing. And um, I think it all kind of came to a head. And on January 6th, they said, well, We've been staging these uh, rallies and um, these attacks on capitals and burning of cities for the last two years with Antifa. Why not let's try it in Washington, D.C. on the Capitol? And, and the effect of it has been, well, you've got to ask yourself, who benefits? Who benefits? The far left benefits, because now they can go after each and every one of us who supported Trump's agenda and, and, and his, his Christian messaging on life uh, and, and the gospel itself. So I think, I think there is probably far more sinister actors here than we'll ever know. Um, but as far as I can tell, you just ask yourself, you know, who, who benefits from all this? And it's, it's the far left. And so that, to me, indicates they had to have some sort of role in it. Yeah. And thanks, John, for calling in. Where are you calling in from, and um, how are you listening? Are you listening on the radio, or are you listening? On I'm listening. I'm watching on uh, Facebook, and I'm calling from Kentucky. Um, 
Actually, you probably know me, David. I'm I'm the one who has the Catholic Reformation and so on, and we've talked a couple of times before. So. Oh yeah, um, that's a great website. Yeah, John John um, Bedard. Yeah, yeah. There you go. You you even pronounced my name right. God yeah, bless yeah, you for yeah, that. Great, yeah, great YouTube channel. You guys get out there and check out John at the. Um, it's called the Catholic Reformation on YouTube, right? Yeah, yeah, and I was so happy to find your show. So. Yeah. God bless you. Yeah, thanks again for calling in. God bless you. All right. Bye. And Stephen, we have um, on on the Facebook page, we have Carl. And Carl is, um, he's sort of echoing what you were saying, that we can't just jump off these spaces, even though they're, they're pushing us off the YouTubes and the Facebooks and, and, and the Twitter, that we still have a duty to get out there and to evangelize and to proclaim the gospel. Um, it's hard though, right? And, and Kevin, Kevin makes makes um, and Carl makes a point here that um, he says it exposes the problem with our dependency on Facebook. He says that everyone should start their own WordPress website on their own host, unless they're posting illegal content. You can post whatever you want. Is that is is, is do, we, do we have to have like a revival of Catholics getting out here in the digital space and proclaiming the truth? Well, whatever we do, um, the devil knows about it, right? He, he's coming after us. And wherever we go, WordPress or, or anywhere else, um, it seems to me in time those outlets are going to be put under some sort of pressure. Uh, there's enormous influence in groups like the Southern Poverty Law Center, uh, who uh, Google has often used to tell and to, to, to decide which groups are hate groups, right? Um, so... You know, we can't. We, we can keep trying to to run from space to space, uh, but you know, uh, unless um, Christians of Christian men of great means and and money um, start up banks, start up uh, these massive uh, hosting companies, and they will need to be massive uh, because, as we saw with, with Parler, if you don't if you don't have your own, you know, it, it, you're going to be in a very precarious situation. So. We, it, it's an all the above approach, I think, to be honest, but we can't fool ourselves to think there's ever going to be a, a place where we're not under some sort of assault. Right. And right. that doesn't mean give up, but let's be realistic in, in the years and months ahead. Yeah, and that's true. Yeah, the reality piece is probably just some, some sort of fantasy that we have. I think we're clearly at war. Um, they've made that known, they've made that clear. We know where they're at. We know their weapons. We know their strategies. Um, so we really just have to accept this as, as the word is, it is and, and do our part. This is a David O. Gray show, voicing truth from Weezen on Guadalupe Radio Network. I'm talking with Stephen Cox, um, who's a content and marketing manager, content marketing manager at LifeSite News. We're talking about a tremendously fabulous essay that he wrote over there about how the big tech and deep state have, have teamed up. You're welcome to call into the show. Be part of the show at 877-757-9424, 877-757-9424. Or you can pound sign me at DLG on GRN. That's DLG on GRN. Hashtag if you belong to the younger generation. Um, Rare of the Varum, written by Pope Leo XIII, said this, Stephen. It said that the socialists, therefore, in setting aside the parent and setting up a state supervision, act against natural justice and destroy the structure of our home. And I was thinking of that, you know, reading your 
your essay over there that these these people they, they are communists these the, the big tech and, and natural to communists is that they're acting like our parents they know better for us than they know for ourselves oh you guys couldn't listen you shouldn't listen to trump you shouldn't listen to alex jones we're just going they're they're, they're being very parental and taking away our phone well what we've seen throughout the 1800s 1900s from from multiple popes i mean the condemnation of socialism and and communism and statist authoritarianism goes back uh, centuries. I mean, it was Pius the, uh, Pius the who who condemned uh, communism when he was pope in the, in the mid 1800s, and and Pope Leo XIII wrote Rerum Novarum in uh, the 1890s, I believe. And yeah. Pius XI and Pius XII reiterated that those condemnations uh, in the 20th century. So we we know the dangers of of these ideologies, and it is ultimately rooted in the, the denial that there is um, a God and that um, God has a role to play in the social sphere. Uh, if you read Pope Pius XI, he, he wrote an encyclical called Quas Primas on the social kingship of Christ. And we have to understand that the rights of Christ uh, and the Catholic faith need to be recognized in the public domain. And that includes the political uh, dom domain. No, no state uh, has the right to not pay homage to, to Jesus Christ. And when that happens, the popes are unanimous in saying that when that happens, men in politics will arrogate to themselves the power uh, and the thinking that otherwise should be directed to God. And they'll, they'll bring it on themselves as if they are God, as, if you, as you said, they are, they are our parents. They deserve and they have the right to say what all of us need to, um, to, to believe it. And so they, they, they cut off uh, the state's obligation to its creator. Uh, it, was it was Pope Leo XIII who, in fact, said, every individual has a debt to God to recognize Jesus Christ as its Savior. And collections of individuals do too. So states, nations, countries, hmm. the world has to recognize that as well. And when that doesn't happen, you get class warfare, you get materialism, you get mm. uh, communist ideologies, as well as unfettered libertarian uh, free market ideologies, too, which say the market will solve it all. That's wrong, according to Catholic social teaching. So we have to, I think, reiterate and remind ourselves of what the authentic church teaching is on, on economics, as well as on uh, a, a appropriately ordered political uh, yeah. means. Yeah. And if we have time, as we get towards the end of the show, I definitely like to talk to you more about social credit and see if we're kind of getting close to where China's at on this, because I'm seeing they're starting to regulate the, the social media space and they're, they're, they're being parental and telling us how to behave or else. It sounds really like a lot of social credit. So we have a couple of calls we got to get to. Uh, first, I'm going to take Ernest and then I'm going to take um, Kevin in North Carolina. Ernest, you're on the David L. Gray Show, voicing truth and reason. Hello. Hello. Great discussion. Absolutely love it. So I'll make it quick. Running out of time here. Um, what social, what, what can we do to um, create our own social media space? What comes to mind is I think about what Jesus said, render under Caesar what is Caesar. Let's leave Facebook. Let's leave all those places and let's create our own. And then how, how do we do that? Especially, you know, with, with faithful Catholics and Christians that want to give money towards an endeavor like that and uh, let's create our own space what are your thoughts on that 
Hey, go ahead, Stephen. And thanks, well, thanks, Ernest. It's gonna be yeah, thank you for the question. It's going to be tough right now. There's a lot of um, places that, that we at LifeSlater are going to right now, Gab, MeWe, uh, Telegram, and it's really tough to know if we're going to get kicked off or not. I think what I said earlier really comes to mind is, are there going to be Christians who have enough money who come together and really build their own? And I think even when we do that, though, Ernest, I think the, the question is, well, is social media going to ban us from coming on uh, even after that? I, I think right now what we need to do is get each other's, you know, uh, phone numbers, email addresses, uh, home addresses, and we might have to go back to just writing letters to one another. <laughs> we don't know if we're going to be literally kicked off our, our sites. I mean, we can try, and we have to try right now to make sure we have as many means as possible to getting our message out, but we, we can't think that that's, that's going to be the long-term solution because I think the devil is coming after us, and I hate to be a pessimist if that sounds like a pessimist, but... That's really where things, I think, are going. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And um, any other thoughts on that, Ernest? Um, yeah, I, I really just don't understand social media. I just got off Facebook this year because of everything that's going on. But it, it sounds like a social media is owned by one big company. Um, I guess that's Google. And, it, and, and in order to have a, a social media place out there, we have to use Google as a as a as a I don't know a foundation or a platform. Is that correct? No. So so there's multiple different social media networks. There's Twitter, Facebook, uh, Gab, Parler, MeWe. These are these are sites that uh, allow you to express your views, to share stories, and to to comment on, on different things with other people. But the problem is that um, a lot of these um, websites, a lot of these social media networks, um, when you want to post something, they're, they're regulated and they're, they're tracked down um, by the big tech companies like Google, like, like Facebook and others, and, and they won't share, allow you to post things. So um, it's, it's not just confined to Google. I would recommend personally go to duckduckgo.com. It's a better search engine. And go to brave.com and download their browser. Those are anonymous uh, and they don't track you. They don't use cookies and they don't know where you are. So get on those and go to LifeSite uh, News and, and look at um, uh, Big Tech Censorship. If you look at that on our site, there's a whole bunch of stories and ways you can protect yourself from that sort of censorship. And thanks for Thank calling. you. Will do. Yeah, thanks for calling in, Ernest. Um, so we're about to close up. I'm sorry I wasn't able to get to all the calls, but I'll definitely be uh, – well, I'll have um, Stephen Cox back on soon you guys make sure you get out there and check him out just type his name into the google um stephen cox that's k-o-k-x um check out his essays anywhere else they can find you stephen well i am on facebook and twitter uh you can find me there i also write for catholic family news uh as well and uh you can find right. me there all right so i'll be back next week same time same place i look forward to conversing with you again in between time, you can visit me online at davidelgrad.info. But until then, until next time, remember, Jesus loves you and is there for you. And live your life like salvation matters. And may the abundance of our Lord's blessings and graces and favors fall upon you.